You're listening to Toronto's number one real estate podcast, powered by Watson Estates. The most successful local real estate investing starts right here, right now. Here's your host, broker, investor, and social media influencer, Bradley Watson. Good morning, investors. Bradley here from Watson Estates, and you're listening to the largest, fastest-growing podcast for Toronto real estate on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. If you're like me, maybe you've seen the latest results of a survey from Royal LePage that tell us those under the age of 35 are more likely to own multiple properties than those over the age of 35. But I hope you guys aren't getting caught up in the headlines. I want to really break down what these numbers are saying to us because I don't want you to be deceived with the rest of the public. As a broker and an investor myself, I want to know what's going on in our market and I'm trying to really help share that information with friends like you. If you like our new format, if you would, please leave us a comment, hit that like button and subscribe if you haven't already. I really want to get into more detail in some of these topics. I often feel if we just report the news, you're going to get the same information as everyone else, but having a platform to share an opinion that maybe you share, maybe you don't, whatever that looks like, that you're actually feeling more educated and savvy as you go out and invest in this market. So let's get into, I guess, a bit of a backstory here. There's this notion, and I I think it's, I think it's grounded in some truth that young people are very creative in the way that they invest in real estate. Millennials view real estate very, very different from boomers, at least the ones that I talk to. I've talked to a lot of, now that said, there's a lot of savvy boomers as well, but I'm finding that there's this entrepreneurial spirit in real estate investing, this creativity that we haven't seen for generations among young people. Now, they also recognize the opportunity of having debt, the opportunity of a mortgage, a mortgage that has once been perceived as a death trap, translated into French, or something you got to get the heck away from. But today we see mortgages as an opportunity with interest rates as low as they are, as well as having inflation eating away at our currency. Why not have it eat away at our debt? That's the way young people look at it. In a lot of ways, it's putting them ahead. But does this mean that every young person, all these millennials are in a better position or smarter than boomers? Well, I want to get into the details of this survey. So let's see if this is really what's going on. We're going to determine how heavily invested millennials are in the GTA. You know how to weigh a millennial? In Instagrams. (laughs) Get your calculators out and let's look at the numbers today that come out of a report. This is coming from a BlogTO article, but they're really reporting the survey that was conducted by Royal LePage. The article is called More People Who Own Multiple Properties in the GTA Are Under 35 Than Over It. Guys, there's a lot of holes in this survey. There's a lot of questions that we should be asking ourselves based on the results. That's why I'm here, and that's why I think we have a really good podcast ahead of us. So a new report from Royal LePage shows, quite shockingly, a larger proportion of these owners are 35 and under than over the age of 35 somehow. How does this happen? And this is what we're trying to figure out. But where did they pull? So just to break it down, they asked... Canadians in and around urban centers of Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. For the purposes of this, we're going to look at specifically Toronto, but you can go and look at the report if you're curious about some of these other markets as well. Among the findings, most people who have more than one residence in Canada rent out the homes they're not living in at least some of the time. 
So they're buying them and they're mostly being rented out. I actually thought the number would be higher, but 64% of secondary property owners in the GTA specifically, only a small proportion, that's 7%, are sitting vacant. It's simply an investment, something you're sitting on. You know, I bought a new construction condo. I am a Canadian resident and I just kind of have this unit. But these are also young people as well. Think about it. You know, they got, they got these opportunities. They were maybe sold this opportunity and here they are. They got these extra properties just sitting under their belt, but they don't care about the rental. Why would a young person not take the opportunity to generate cash flow? Well, maybe that's kind of built into the story we're going to paint for you today. But the most surprising tidbit of all the data, they say only 11% of homeowners over 35 surveyed that they own more than one property, whereas 18% of those under 35 did. Interesting. Looking at the numbers in Toronto, somehow I find that this is a little bit off. Personally, I find this is off because having being someone who's kind of studied the market and as I'm tracking it, you've probably heard me say this time and again, one in five Canadians, one in five Ontarians or Torontonians, GTA, however you want it, the number is pretty consistent, own more than one property. So then why is it that we see the numbers of those over 35 being so low? 11%. In fact, 18% is more in line with what I would expect. But we'll talk about the holes in the survey in a bit. They go on to talk about owning a second property. How did they finance it? And I find this really interesting as well. You would think if you're like me, that a big way that you'd be able to fund a second property would be through a refinance, through maybe some of the inflation, the growth you've experienced in the last few years in your primary residence. Well, shockingly, the majority, the majority of those who bought second properties did so without the equity from their primary residence. Yes, that is 42% said, yes, I did use equity, whereas 54% no, I didn't use equity, which leaves us with a sad 4% that don't know. <laughs> also funny, I'm going to go with, I don't know, I don't even know where, how do you not know what you did? <laughs> this is the savviness of the millennial generation. They break down what are the purposes of the property. And I believe all three of these things need to be kind of factored in as we're painting the picture to identify what is going on. So when they look in Toronto specifically, uh, the, the people who said, I am using the property and I am not collecting an income. To me, that says cottages or secondary homes. Well, that equates to 27% of those being used, okay? When we look at renting, I am not using the property and I'm currently collecting rental income is 49%. So about half are renting the units. They use the property in some capacity, rented out in some other capacity, Airbnb, short-term rental, for example, 15%. The property is vacant. We talked about 7%. And then there's this category that they don't know. I don't know if it's vacant. I don't know if I'm renting it. I don't know if it's Airbnb. I'm not sure. That's 2% of people. Shockingly high. <laughs> I don't understand how this all works out until we get again into the way that the information was collected. But here's how they summarize it. Here's This is the way that as you're reading this article, you're kind of, it's summarized for you and you move on. You think, okay, yeah, no, that sounds good. That's a happy story. Keeping in mind, it's being reported by a large real estate brokerage. Here's what they say. Witnessing home values across the country rising to new heights, younger Canadians who are financially able to purchase one home are confident in purchasing a secondary property as an investment. So if you're comfortable to buy one property and you're financially able, they're also confident to own more than one property. That's the happy news, right? Oh, millennials, you know, they're happy to own multiple properties and they're doing it better than the older generation. 
But this is the reason, in my opinion, and they kind of allude to it here. A fair chunk of boomers, that's 29% of the GTA, have or would loan or straight up give their children money to help them buy a home in the region. 93% of Toronto boomers, the older generation, those not invested in secondary homes, but 93% of them would consider home ownership to be a, quote, good financial investment. Interesting. But then why are they not investing themselves? Well, maybe they are. Why not capitalize when the kids go to school, right? So here's a quote they have. Parents of students in Ontario University towns are also taking advantage of the local rental market, purchasing a property, oftentimes with multiple units. Put your friends in there. Why not? For their children to stay in while studying and also as a source of rental income from other students. We hear about this having, you know, being the case for international students that come in, they buy them up and people are like, oh, that's so bad. But it's a good idea even for locals. If you can support your youngster, that the one without a job yet to find a property, rent it out to their friends and maybe build a little bit of a nest egg. So in summary... Though more millennials and Gen Zers in the Toronto area may technically have their name on the deeds of more than one property than their older counterparts, little real estate tycoons that they are, the money funding such properties is oftentimes coming from some wealthy boomer benefactors, whether here or overseas. So they're saying it is possible that we have people giving money to their kids. But when you look at all of the details of the survey, I think it's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why we're looking at this in any other way, because the way they're putting it, without rich families, they'd be renting too, right? You'd have these young people, if they didn't have that support when they're going to school, they would also be renters. There's no better, these individuals are no better than the rest of us millennials, maybe those who don't own multiple properties. I am getting so sick of millennials and their attitude, always walking around like they rent a place. <laughs> But I wanted to share my opinion. This is the good stuff, guys. That's the article. That's the news. That's the info. But we got to digest it if we want to understand how this applies to us in our portfolio and applies to the market as a whole. Scott Ingram on Twitter had a really good way of kind of breaking down the strength of this survey. Here's what he said. They only asked 500 people in each market and was online panel only. So, quote, no margin of error can be associated with a non-probability sample. In other ways, in other words, it's not a very good sample size. He goes on to say, since 13% owned secondary suites in GTA, the bottom two questions, that is, what did you do with it? Did you rent it? You know, did you use it at the cottage? Whatever, are only samples of around 65 people. So subjects so subject to pretty being pretty random. So when you go down, we're, we're taking this many people and only call it 13% on average have multiple properties. You really are dealing with an extremely small sample size. Now, I mean, I'm not a mathematician. I really, I'm happy I'm done statistics in university. But when I look at that and I hear someone questioning it, it makes me wonder myself. And it also kind of makes sense in my head that we've got numbers that don't line up with other surveys, other major announcements that one in five Canadians own multiple properties, yet the number is 13 here. Maybe we just have a really bad sample size. So I just wanted to kind of point that out. But I do believe that there's a lot of validity to this article. Royal Page sets the picture that young people can afford a home, right? And they believe in home ownership. This isn't consistent with every other affordability metric that we've seen on the show that we've reported to over the time we've done the show, a long time, right? 
Like if we look at things like income to price, we see prices have grown ridiculous. I mean, you're probably the benefactor of well over $100,000, $150,000 in equity growth if you were a homeowner. Not too bad compared to getting, you know, a 3 4% pay increase from your job. Or when we look at the down payment requirements to buy a property, namely in Toronto from now Toronto, they mentioned it was 24 years. I've seen that number be much higher, not just Toronto, but outskirt communities as well. Hamilton being very close to that as well. We also have an increasing stress test, a harder qualifications, making it more difficult. You can't use your line of credit to buy a secondary investment property. These challenges are new. These challenges are new. So maybe this transfer of wealth that's happening is a result of the market that we've been facing during COVID. I think that's a big part of it. But the majority aren't using the equity from their primary residence. Instead, they are getting the down payment from somewhere else. Are they saving it on the side? Are they somehow taking that 24 years of saving a down payment that the average Canadian needs to have to buy in Toronto? And then kind of speeding it up in, in a matter of a year or two. Is that what's going on? More likely than not, no. No. They're getting the money, maybe the equity from someone else's house, which wasn't a specific question in the survey. Maybe it is equity. Maybe it's from a primary residence even, but it's not doesn't necessarily have to be from their own. And the majority of those who have built that equity up or to transfer it over have said it's not come from their primary residence. It's been from somewhere else. I don't think people have done that well in the stock market this year, but who knows? Who knows? I think, here's my thoughts. The real story is rich boomers are in the process of passing their wealth down to the, their kids. We've said it before in the show, but I think this is a perfect illustration that we are in Canada right now experiencing the largest wealth transfer in Canadian history. And the media is just writing it off as millennials are smart. They like and they believe in real estate and that's what they're going to do. But what's really happening here, that underlying picture is there is a big movement of funds. Boomers in reality are smart to avoid estate taxes, right? They're giving interest-free loans to their kids for the purpose of buying and investing in real estate. That's what's going on. That's the true story, which the article talked about, but without any certainty. I think when you look at all of the results of the survey, it's obvious. I think it's obvious. Maybe I'm missing something. You can leave it down in the comments, but millennials are recognizing the only way to wealth in Canada anymore is through real estate. They recognize that they are savvy to that, but does that mean they can afford it? Not necessarily, but if you have a wealthy generation ahead of you, you can who I think is being missed in all of this is those who don't have wealthy family members. People have been here for a long time. They want to buy their first home, forget multiple homes. But when we start to show, you know what? Young people are better off. They own more properties. They're actually addressing rental supply and they're getting ahead and growing their wealth in ways that boomers aren't. We actually completely ignore that there is such a massive affordability challenge for millennials nowadays. I think that that story needs to continue and Anytime we shine a light on things like this without proper context, I believe we're doing our citizens a disservice. Hopefully you guys learned something today on our show. If you could, please subscribe, hit that like button, leave a comment, and maybe share this with some friends, somebody that's maybe seen the article or maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe they haven't seen the article. You just want to get them more informed on how our market works. And I'll see you guys next time. Take care and keep it real.